We're here with Chris Prevelis from the fucking Slam Legends Internal Bleeding. How's it going? Good. How are you, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. It's uh, five o'clock. I'm sitting by the fire, having a cigar, having a drink. My work drink? Day, my work day is over. Hell yeah. What are you drinking? Um, Eagle Rare bourbon. Okay. Yeah. It's quite tasty. Um, reasonably priced. So can't go yep. wrong. What's it go for up there? Uh, about forty dollars a bottle. Okay. Yeah, that's about. I, I think that's about what it goes for here. Oh wait, my wife just told me to jump to seventy. So. Oh shit! <laughs> so it, it, it was. It was, it was, it was I'm the one that buys it. It's seventy. Forty dollars a couple of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. Inflation's a bitch. Yeah. 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 Man. Um. All right. So we're gonna we'll just jump right into it. You're a, a huge Black Sabbath fan. Me, yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. You, are they like your primary influence with music? What made you go, I'm going to play? Yeah, yeah. I discovered I had discovered Black Sabbath when I was four years old. And um, I, I love this. I, I mean, I can like, I, I, it, it's like it happened yesterday. My sister was old. My sister was is older than me, quite a bit older than me. And she was playing... Um, she was playing Black Sabbath in her room and I heard it and I'm like, what is that sound? And I didn't really know what much about music or anything like that. I was four years old, ran into her room. What is that? What is that? What is that? You know, and she showed me and, and that was, that was it. That's what I want. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to somehow make whatever, however those people were doing that. That's what I wanted to do. Hell yeah. So, um, so yeah. So ever since four years old, I've wanted to kind of like be in a band and play heavy music. Yeah. Black Sabbath, you know, I think was the start of it for a lot of people. You know, a lot they... of people, a lot of people, my age, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, I know a lot of younger, like our bass player, Ryan is very young and, you know, he'd never even listened to Black Sabbath. Yeah. I got I got him into him. And, you know, one day I kept he's like, you know, he always makes fun of me because all my Facebook posts about Black Sabbath and stuff. He's like, you got to stop with that shit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you ever really listened to them? So I sent him a couple of songs to listen to. And he's right. He wrote back and he's like, you know, that's pretty fucking sick. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And it's 50 years old and it's yeah. heavier than it's heavier than most anything that's out today. You know, the music they wrote is fucking timeless, dude. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I've been chasing those riffs for trying to put my own spin on them for years, but it's still not. Yeah. There. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, it takes the whole band together. You know, mm -hmm. they, they just a really good band, right? Internal yeah. bleeding. It's the God. I'm going to brain fart because I do this sum a lot. Of the parts. It's yeah. the sum of the parts. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's the sum of the whole parts. Yeah, everything just comes together just perfect. Yeah. And that was that was lightning. That original lineup was lightning in a bottle. And we're all we're all better for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll tell you, for so many years, I was like, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Dio era uh, Sabbath. And I just... I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, started to get into it. And I'm like, you know what? Like I, I can enjoy it. It's not, yeah. it's not Ozzy era. It's still really good though. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's, um, it's like, I don't like it as much. I don't like the Dio era as much. Right. But what I do appreciate about it is that it's not, it, it it went from being like heavy and bludgeoning, you know, other than technical ecstasy and never say die, but, but it went from like this heavy, from this bludgeon to something like more melodic, mm -hmm. but still driving and interesting. And, and I mean, the song heaven and hell is just a, is such a journey. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's such a great journey. And the, the solo at the end and all, it's just so well put together, you know? So it's like a different animal, but, you can tell it's Black Sabbath. Yeah. You know? Yep. You the get... Mob Rules is great. And there's, even in the Tony Martin era, there's a couple of songs I like, but 
the magic's gone by that yeah. point, you know. Yeah, it's not it's not there anymore for no, sure. No. There's a few killer songs like When Death Calls and The Shining are great songs with incredible riffing, but it's just not there. It's not the same. You know. Right on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. All right, so internal bleeding. You guys been uh it started in 91, is that right? Yeah, late late 91. Okay. Yeah. So coming up on 32 years. Mm-hmm. Uh take me through like how the band started. The band kind of came out of the band kind of came out of the ashes of a band I had called Autumn Rain, which was um I wish I had some of the, the material from that because it was it was pretty cool. It was like Danzig and Sabbath meet death metal. Okay. Um but I don't know. It just didn't something something wasn't right. And and the singer who was in the band, Eric Wigger, him and I said, you know what, let's just scrap this and start a death metal band. And so we started, him and I kind of started internal bleeding together. So, and then from there, you know, went through a whole bunch of musicians until we found people. Eric got his friend John to play bass. Um I found my I found Anthony, the other guitarist through putting ads in news in music papers and at music stores. That's what you did, you know. And he yeah. called, you know, he called me and he's like, I'd like to try out. And um, I mean, I had tried, I had gone through a whole bunch of guitarists, but none of them were getting the idea of what I wanted to do or how I wanted to sound. And but Anthony got it. You know, so he ended up being the 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 guitarist, you know, and then so that was the basic lineup for the the first demo, which we called the one dollar demo. The one dollar demo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then uh then you know then John left and Eric left and we got Brian Hobby in and and Bill Tolley was our uh, always the always the drummer. I forgot to mention him. Um and it just it just went from there, you know, and and you know we had we had a fairly stable core lineup for a long time. When I say core, I'm talking about like musical people. So me, Anthony, and Bill, and and Brian Hobby, the bassist, was we we were a very solid unit for all the way up into the into the second album, you know. So through two demos. And two albums, we had a really solid kind of grouping, you know, different vocalists. Frank Reaney came in on our first album, but um, that solid lineup, we think we it was was good. And we put together some really good stuff, uh, some ground groundbreaking stuff, because we all had the kind of the same vision, you know, like the Sabbathy hooky, a lot of hardcore, a lot of hip hop, like a lot of street, you know, kind of yeah. beats, stuff like that, and um it just gelled and took off from there, you know? That's awesome. So at this point, you guys are what? Six albums, right? Last one in 2018. Yeah. 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 Working on, working on our seventh, uh, which is called settle all scores. And it's, it's, it's all done being written. Um, So now our drummer is basically doing his pre-production end of, of the album. And once he's comfortable with everything, then we're going to start recording and whatever that is that is i we keep trying to put a schedule on it but he's busy he works he's a homeowner you know you know all the things that come with being an adult yeah unfortunately so um i'm putting a lot of pressure on him but you know not too much but i got i nudge him you know yeah. every time i call him on the phone i'm like how you doing with these songs you know so um he's like i had to fix the roof yesterday yeah right? but but no and and also also there's a lot of it's not like it used to be when we were when I was 27 and everybody lived around my house. Right. Kyle lives upstate New York. Ryan lives in Delaware. Steve lives in Georgia. You know, so we can't get together and jam. So if we have a show. Now that takes time away from preparing for the album because we've got to figure out a time where we can get together, practice the set, make sure we're, you know, and every little, sh and then, you know, what do we do? Say, we tried to do, we're, we tried to say, all right, we're doing no shows. We tried that. And then we got all these great show offers. So what do you do? Was that around the time the hate breed thing came in? Right. Right. So we weren't supposed to do anything. Yeah. 
you know, and then and then it's like, oh, Hapri called and wants to do a bunch of shows with you. I'm like, oh, what are we gonna do? Tell him to fuck off, right? So that that threw that threw the album production process off by six months. Adulting yeah. sucks. <laughs> well, you know, it, the reality though is like it'll come in its time. Mm-hmm. You know, we you can push and and prod and you know you have many conversations about you know, being on a labels timeline. Oh, you guys did an album last year. You've got to hurry up and do another one and get it ready. And like, hold on, like, let's. Fortunately, fortunately, unique leaders, unique leaders, great. And they understand that we're adults and that we have lives and there's never any pressure. Right. Cool. There's a check-in there's check-ins. How you doing? What do you think your time frame is, but never any Never any like I know some of these I know some of these younger bands that I'm friends with are under a lot of pressure from when they're on, you know, what I'm not going to name labels, but whatever. It's like, yeah. Get out on the road. OK, I took a breath. When's the next album coming out? Blah, blah, blah. And that's the music industry. Yep. You know, and um, I would have done it when I would have I would have totally done that if I if it happened to us when I was 22. But it didn't. Right. You know, so. Well, again, all in due time, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think now's a really good time for you know for internal bleeding. You guys are are getting a lot of notoriety, a lot of you know new fans coming to yeah, you know yeah, coming to great. your base. It's which great. Is, I mean, I, it, I, you know, you stick around long enough, and some of the things that happen, and you see, it's like, you know, you see this ebb and flow, and and now it's like, now it's on an up. A, a big upswing, lots of new fans. Um, and we've had a lot of good opportunities for tours. I mean, you know, touring with Deicide, Sanguis Cinebog, you know, all those guys playing really high profile shows and and being smart about being smart about shows that we play. So we used we used to just say we'll play anything. Yeah. And then we said we need to be picky about shows that we play because it's putting a strain on, first of all, it puts a strain on the band because we all live all over the place. And second of all, it's not, it's not, it's not helping our cause of, 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 of trying to grow and, 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 and move out of, not move out of the underground, but move out of, move forward. Let's put it that way. Move forward. Yeah. Cause I, I, it, it sounds like I'm coming off. Like I want to be a rock star, but that's not, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I want to see band progress. I want to see more fans. I want to play bigger and better shows. I want to get better opportunities before I keel over and die. You know? Yeah. But you know, you say better opportunities, but the reality is, is you guys are having some really, really good opportunities. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm, 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 I'm but I'm, I am very, you know, I, I am very, uh, very competitive. Um, you know, I own my own business, so I'm really, you know, I'm really competitive, hyper competitive. So like, I always want to get another step further. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, it's kind of why we wrote that, why, why I wrote Driven to Conquer, you know, cause that's what that's, that's, that's my that's my mindset. That's a mentality, yeah. That's, yeah, that's my mentality, you know? And it, it's always been like that. Used to be Henry Rollins, now he turned into an old man. Yeah, he's you like, know? no more music, I'm just going to talk now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm just going to burn out and fade away. And then not, and, you know, I'll do it yeah. until I can't do it. You that's know? it. So what, yeah. uh, what's the business? Web development. Okay. Started out as uh, like an advertising business, mostly print, print advertising and stuff like that. But the world's changed. I adapted to the world changing. So now it's, you know, 90% of my uh, business is, is corporate web development. And um, the other 10% is still print business. I still do brochures, logo design and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, there's yeah, still, cool. it's like, it, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I don't know, not too much. I'm probably close to your age a little bit. Uh, so vinyl, you know, growing up seventies, eighties, yep. you know, and yep. seeing vinyl all come yep. back is like, yeah. So uh, how old are you? 47. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm about 10 years older than you, but okay. 
we still got the vinyl thing. In, you can remember sit. You can remember being a kid, sitting at your stereo, holding the album in your hand, right? Reading all the liner notes while the record's playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you learned the lyrics. Like I got. Right. That's how you learned the lyrics. That's how you got to know the band. Yep. Right. It was the vinyl thing was an experience, and I'm glad. It, I'm kind of glad it's back because it just seems like more. Vinyl seems so much. I like CDs. Don't get me wrong, for the convenience factor. Yeah, vinyl just seems so significant. It feels like it's some real tangible piece of the band for some reason. I don't know why. I absolutely agree. It's got a much, you know, generally it's got a much warmer sound, you know, and the the to be able to hold that in your hand and it's. You get both hands, you know, with yeah, the CD, right. you're big. like, what's this? Right, yeah, right. It's big. Right. It's it's like I said, it's tangible, you know, yeah. there's a tangible feeling to it, which is, and then, you know, when I pick up, a, you know, the, the first time we got one of our albums on vinyl and I, and I got the vinyl, I was just like, I was in heaven. I thought it was the greatest thing, you know, this yeah. red vinyl and this big giant 12 inch cover and all that stuff. I thought it was just like, Oh, so cool. Yeah. At that point, you're like, that's the, you know, that was the next threshold, right? Yeah. Get it on vinyl. Well, shit, now it's on vinyl. Okay. What's the next? Unfortunately, the next thing is cassettes. Yeah. People, people like cassettes. I never, hmm. never. Now nah, I could just remember with the pencil, this constantly fixing cassettes, you know, or, or if my tape broke and taking a little piece of tape and trying to splice the, Cassette back, the cassette tape back together. Yeah, so you could hear it. You got to I got to hear it again. I don't want to buy another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I those know. were the days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, wow. Uh, who's the drummer now? Kyle Eddy. Kyle Eddy. Right. He joined it. He, he, so funny. This is a funny story about Kyle. Kind of funny. In 2000, it's like 2004 or five. Bill, our drummer, couldn't do a tour. And I think it was on, it probably was on MySpace that an ad went out that we need a drummer for an internal bleeding tour, you know, and Kyle answered it. This Kyle's like 16. His father drops him off, you know, at this. Now, I wasn't in the band at the time because I took a break because I was starting my business. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but Jerry, the vocalist, and Bill told me all the stories that, like, you know, Kyle's this little upstate kid who had no clue what was going on, you know, and everybody's drunk and this and that. and blah. So he played with us way back when, you know, and then when Bill, when Bill passed, I think it was Chris McCarthy, my guitarist, said, we should call Kyle, who played drums for you guys back in, like, 2004 for one tour. I was like, all right, let's contact him. And he was like, hell yeah, you know? And he did it and he saved our ass because so literally, uh, Billy died right before we were supposed to go on tour with Vader. Mm. And Kyle had to like, it was horrible because all of us were heartbroken and had to go to funerals and this and that. And Kyle had to learn the set in like two weeks. And he did, he killed it. We went out with Vader. We we fucking crushed everything, destroyed everything. It worked out great, you know. Yeah, it's uh. So he's our drummer, and he's uh. He's a great. He's a great guy. He's a lovable guy. He's funny. He's a maniac on the drums. You know, he might not be Mister Technical Drummer, but he is um, the craziest drummer on stage. And that to me is more important than you know being Neil Peart. So. Yeah, it it, def it goes to, you know, what, where's the gel come from on stage? You know, it's not a, you've got your, all your technical people, and then you've got your people who just really come together and, and throw down. And I, uh, there's so much technicality now, obviously, you know, I like a lot of the technical stuff, but I, I really enjoy some of the, you know, the raw, just let's just get together and, and jam, dude. Yeah, that's 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 honestly that's all I want. I don't want to I don't want to get technical. I uh, I can appreciate it. I'm listen. I love jazz. Jazz is my favorite style of music, which is very technical, especially yeah. fusion jazz, which is my sweet spot. But 
Like, I don't want to be on stage at that. I don't want to be looking at my fretboard. I don't want to, you know, I want to just go nuts and let out energy and write stupid, dumb, hooky riffs, you know? And, yeah. that, and that makes me happy. It brings me a lot of joy. I don't that, care. That's all know? it takes, man. Yeah. Just whatever makes you happy. That's what makes, you know, my opinion is that's what makes a, a, a good band and a good album. You don't, you don't do it for any other reason than it makes you happy. Right. 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 You know, that the, you can almost always tell when a band's like, okay, we're going to put this band together and we're going to go and we're going to do this very specific thing. You know, we're going to tour the world. We're going to sign to a label, all this blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's, you know boring. what? I'm very, you know what? Yeah, it is. And you know what? I am very fortunate that I don't have to do this for a living. So I don't have to compromise myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Now, I can say that back in the day, we did get a, a, a rather large offer and interest from a, a very big label outside of death metal. Like, you know, like Warner Brothers sized. Mm -hmm. And they wanted us to change Frank's vocals. And we said no. So I'm pretty proud of myself, even though I kicked myself in the ass at the same yeah. time. I'm pretty proud of myself for all of us saying, fuck that, they can go suck it. Right. You know? Yeah, this is our band. We're sticking with it. Right, right. This That's... is what we believe in. And um, I probably still have that letter somewhere where they said, you know, lighten up the the vocals or whatever and send another demo or whatever. And um you know, I think I think I think literally wrote back that you know we won't compromise the band. Thank you for your interest in blah blah blah. Yeah, thanks you know. for your interest. See ya. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, that's uh, keep keep into your ethics, right? That's yeah. I kick myself in the ass once about it once in a while because I'm like, you know, I I say what could have been or whatever but like i wouldn't want frank at the time being on stage doing anything other than what he was doing right because that brought me joy and 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 you know and that like you know what i'm saying you know what yeah. i'm saying i for sure do yeah that's you know again i i dig live music because i want uh i just dig music right because i i want to see the people interact right i really you can always tell it when a band gets along on stage, they interact as family, like uh, spotlights from out of New York. One of my favorite bands right now, they're uh, they play like a doom gaze and to see them play together, just a little three piece, but man, their sound and the, the interaction on stage is fan fucking tastic. Yeah, man. I see. I think, I think that's awesome, man. When, 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 When I know a band like, like one of, I'm pretty, we can listen, we've been through a million band members, but we're really picky about who we let into this group. Um, because A, we have a really wild sense of humor and you better get it because we're from New York. So yeah. everything's, nothing's sacred. You know, your mother, your race, everything, nothing is sacred, you know, because we're from New York. That's what we do. You know, I get constantly made fun of because I'm Greek. It's just that's what happens. And you got to, hey, so, hey, you got to be able to deal with that. And if you can fit into that, and you have to be able to listen to the jerky boys constantly. Mm -hmm. And and if you can fit into that when you get on stage, all that commonality between the band members the humor the being able to deal with it this and that that all comes out and we all like there's a million you can watch a million videos of us playing live and you can see me looking over at one of my bandmates and laughing about something yeah whether about or or making it like a you know a face or whatever you know even even if somebody makes a mistake you know i know there's a lot of times i'll make a mistake or chris will make a mistake and we'll look at each other and we'll just laugh, you know, because it happens. You're and going to, and it's live music and we love each other. And, 
and we're not going to get on top of each other because somebody made a one little mistake, yeah. you know, and you just keep rocking and, and making sure that the crowd is the crowd paid money to come see you. If you don't give them a hundred percent, you're an idiot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. And you, especially you, nowadays with the prices of stuff. Oh God. I know who was it. Uh, watched an interview with Nirvana. It was just a little clip, but it was, you know, someone asked Kurt Cobain, what do you think about these prices? You know, VIP 75 bucks. And I was like, man, if VIP was only 75 bucks, it right. would be, it would be great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it just stinks. Cause, cause like, just cause the, also the whole industry is all like messed up. So like oh, artists have to do horrible things to, to make money. Yeah. You know? unfortunately but you know like i'm sure like you know the meet and greets you know they make you make, and if fans are willing to pay for it that's great that's uh that's a that's a market economy and that's how it should be you know but is everybody really happy about that yeah i think a lot of people are disappointed at the end of the meet and greet right like oh i had my 30 seconds in photo with the band right i yeah. i you know i don't know and listen i, I would do it if if I would do it just because I'd be excited to meet the fans and I'd probably do it for free. And then our management would yell, yell at me. Right. But, but um, me personally, I wouldn't pay for a meet and greet, not even with black Sabbath. I wouldn't do it. I don't know. I probably would. No, I don't think I, I don't think I would. I just don't think I would, but that's me. Like everybody's, yeah. everybody's their own person. And you know, just because I don't, uh, just because I don't like something, doesn't mean it's bad right it's just That's my preference person. right 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 I, I know but some people take some people take things so personally wow. if i say i don't like something oh he's a fucking asshole because he didn't like that it's my opinion i i don't care you can right. dislike whatever you dislike if, even if i like it i don't care different strokes for different folks you know that's it well that's why there's all different kinds of music and there's people who don't like music and and that's why there's vanilla chocolate and strawberry ice cream. And yeah, which are all really good together. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten ice cream in ages. Uh, it's probably been, I got to think my, both my kids worked at a ice cream store and, uh, Oh my God, that's horrible. Oh, it was, no, it was fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, you know what I mean? It yeah. was horrible and fantastic at the same time. Yeah. And then I don't think I've had ice cream since they don't work there anymore. Oh my God. Yeah. I had a job. I had a job right after I graduated college when I was sending out resumes to get like my first official job. I worked at a pizza place and it was just like, I ate so much fucking pizza and I was in heaven. I also gained like 40 pounds, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had today for lunch. I was like, hey, I'm gonna stop here and grab a pizza. Just do yeah, your thing. I, I, I've I've been I've been like pretty good about I lost a whole chunk of weight. I lost like 40 pounds over the past couple of years, and I've managed to keep most of it off by completely changing my diet. And um it's working out all right, you know, but boy, do I miss eating seven slices of pizza in a sitting, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like a meatball, you know, back in the, back in the day, not in the day, but you know, like five years ago on Friday night, my wife and I would get, we would get, we would order Italian food from, from our pizza place. We get like two pies, a Sicilian pie, a meatball hero. I'd eat the meatball hero. I'd eat like the whole pie and a half the Sicilian pie all in one sitting. Wow. You know? Yeah. I have a, like, I always tell my wife, if, if I'm not hungry, I'm. You better take me to the hospital because, like, I have a, a, a terrible appetite. Yeah, me too. I've learned some foods, you know, that are healthy that fill me up, like brown rice. I love brown rice; fills me up, and it doesn't add any weight. Oh, that's awesome! So I mix that with chicken. I make garlic sauce. Boom, boom! I have a big filling meal. It's great. It doesn't affect my belly. It's funny, the older you get, the more you have to think about like, oh, I know it sucks, man. When I was 18, I could eat, I could pack away, you know, seven Big Macs and not gain a pound. Yeah. Yeah. But now, anymore. you know, when you're in your, when your minute you hit like, I guess 40, the minute you hit 40, all of a sudden you eat a hamburger and you're like, how did I get five pounds heavier? 
yeah. yeah you're like oh this is what all the girls all, like all the girls always screamed about now i'm like my wife uh my wife is so fantastic she's she used to feed me just healthy i'd come home she's like i know you're hungry here's three burgers and two orders of fries and here here's a drink and i'm like babe you gotta slow down and she's still i'll catch her sometimes she goes she did uh steak tips mashed potatoes and green beans the other night this Ooh. big heaping plate i'm like oh man i'm gonna eat it because it's there but you got to give me smaller portions yeah portion control is a big thing Fortunately, with like the brown rice and the chicken, portion control isn't really a thing. Like I could have a huge fucking bowl of of chicken breast with brown rice and and homemade garlic sauce that I make, and it's fantastic. And it's a big fucking bowl of it, and it doesn't doesn't show up in my gut. You're gonna have to send me that recipe. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, to... I will, dude. I will. I will. I will. It's just. It's just. Just I I don't know why I don't know why like it just doesn't count as much as is it's probably a lot of calories but it, I guess it I know that like like brown rice metabolizes fast and is very clean you know and chicken's very clean so it has it has something to do with that you know yeah. and, and sugar and how it works I don't know I just know it works I miss the big meals like that's. I still get them once in a while, but man, if I could have a big meal every night, I would. Oh, I would too, bro. I mean, uh, so Friday night, so this weekend, my wife and I are going to upstate, upstate New York to, I'm doing, I'm, I'm a, me and Kyle are, are, uh, uh, there's having an upstate New York, uh, medal awards night and Kyle and I are presenters for death metal, best death metal band upstate New York. Right on. But my wife and I Friday are going up to a steakhouse for dinner and I'm going to eat like a fucking pig and not care. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you got to, you got to have. Yeah. Those. Once in a while you have to just throw everything out the window and just eat like a gavone and just, you know, inhale as much meat and fried stuff as you can. That's always been my problem is like, I don't do it once in a while. Like when food's in front of me, I just, you know, me too. And that's why I don't, I don't go. I try not to, I, I tell my wife, I try not to, I like, I try to avoid social functions because if there's food lying around, I'm going to eat all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just constant grazing. Right. Like, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a, a, a drug addict, you know, like a, somebody who quit heroin going to a heroin den. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, cause I can't, I can't refuse food. Right. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Especially dessert. Oh. <laughs> I'm lucky that I'm not a big dessert guy, but I'm a big everything else guy. I'm a big appetizer guy. I'm a big main course guy. And if I find the right, like ice cream, like it, it, if somebody had like a Carvel ice cream cake, I'd eat the whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite. Uh, my favorite birthday cake. My wife made a banana split ice cream cake. Oh wow! And it was it was out of this fucking world, dude. Oh like, man, that sounds good. Oh, it's fantastic. It, <laughs> she, she could make it every day for me, and I would eat it. It was that good. You sure, this is a music related. Uh... Oh yeah, I don't know. It's food. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, man, All right. That's what makes these. That's what makes these things fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think I think uh, I think a lot of fans who watch this stuff, this is what they like: is they like the the detours and the and the because you get you know I mean people get to know me, you yeah. know, or whoever you're interviewing. I'm not saying just me. No, that's that's the truth though, right? And I, you know, I like it like this where it's just conversational. We can sit here and shoot the shit, uh, talk a little bit of music, a little bit of regular life and real life, and have your wife pop in and say, "No, that." That really was a seventy dollar bottle, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, makes it. Uh, it doesn't. Yes, it makes it fun, and it. I think for you know for a fan, it makes it feel um, a lot more attainable, right? Seeing you at a show, they're like, "Oh, like he's kind of a he's just a regular dude. He's not afraid to come up and say, dude, your your riffs are are out of this world. I love it. I've been listening for.' Right, it's like being in the room with the person. Yeah. 
You know, that's why I listen. I listen to a lot of I listen to a lot of AM radio because I uh, it's very intimate. And, you know, my wife's like, how can you just listen to people talk? And I'm like, because I feel like it makes me feel like I'm like in a room with a bunch of guys talking. Yeah. You know, and it's it's comforting and it's nice and, and you get to know the people and it's interesting. And yeah, I like it, you know. Me too. It's uh, yeah. laid back, relaxed. Yeah. All right. So you guys have had, so the band has had a fantastic couple of years. You're working on album number seven, no real timeline yet, which is totally cool. What, uh, what do you guys have in the works for this year? Uh, now if I mention, if I talk about it, I'm scared I'm going to jinx it, but, um, there's a couple of like really big bucket list things for me that are that are on the agenda and real for this year. Um and I don't want to I don't want to I don't want right. to say it because I don't want it to I I know yep. that's being superstitious, but I don't now I'm the, my wife said just, just she said don't jinx it. I'm like, literally the same way. I get like it. this is huge bucket list stuff from when I was a kid. Like don't jinx it. <laughs> see she knows <laughs> <laughs> Hi, sweetie. I'm doing algebra with my son, so it's not going well. No. Have a drink. There. That'll help. <laughs> so she just, puts it up with me. It's amazing. I feel the same about my so wife. anyway, I don't want to jinx it, but there's some this there's, there's there's some really huge things that could be happening that are outside the continental US that are are like things I've been dreaming of right on, you know, like a pinch me. I can't believe this might be happening. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about it because if it, if it, if it happens, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be over the moon. So, uh, you know, I don't want okay. to. Anyway. So if you guys are out there listening, send Chris, all of the good vibes, juju prayers, whatever you do, send it his way to, to make this happen. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd make a, make an old man happy, make his <laughs> dreams come true, you know? And I can't complain. My dreams have already come true. You know, I'm very yeah. lucky, but I want to keep the lucky streak going <laughs> for sure. Well, that's cool. I hope it, I, I'm sure that it's all going to come together. One so. of them, I think one of them, I think is a lock because like, we just, we just kind of sealed the deal. So now it's it's like anybody would know who's in the music industry just cuz a deal is sealed doesn't, doesn't mean it won't fall apart. Right. But 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 the initial deal is sealed and all the right parties are talking to each other and everybody's in agreement. So Hell yeah. But bucket list item 1 looks like it's taken care of. Bucket list item 2 we'll find out about. Okay. It's going to happen. Just it's going to happen. I hope so. And, and honestly, honestly, even this conversation, that's, it's all because of the fans. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, because of the fans. I mean, if we didn't have any fans, I wouldn't get these opportunities and that, that has to be said unequivocally without reservation that it, it's all owed to them. And that's another reason why when you see us on stage, we are like maniacs and, give everything because it's always, it's always a gratitude thing with us, you know, as I think as it should be right. Mm -hmm. So outside of the metal world, you've got like Taylor Swift, who um, I don't know if you heard about, she played a show in, in Nashville at Nissan stadium and it was raining real heavy and they delayed and delayed and they were going to cancel the show. And she was like, no, even if it's raining, she went out and did like three hours and didn't get off stage good, till good. Good for her. It good was like her. one or two in the morning, you know? Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Good for her. That's, that's what you got to do, man. I mean, that's how you bond with your fans. You get, you give them everything. Yeah. You know? And I, I look, I, I don't even know the whole, the whole Taylor Swift thing. But she obviously does something right that she is bonded with her fans. And that's cool, man. That's great. Yeah. Good for her, you know? Yeah, I think you know, her I, music. I'm not a fan of her music, but I'm, I'm a fan of her commitment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I second that a wholeheartedly. Like I if you played a song for me, I'd have no idea what it who it was. 
but I, I know who she is. I got a lot of respect for her giving it her all, you know, that far go until one or two in the morning, whatever it was like, that's, that's how more people should be. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I know lesser bands would say, fuck that. We're not going to play in the rain. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I know, you know, you know, and yeah. I, I know in our industry, what the music, the circles we run in, you know, there's bands that are like that. Yep. Which is, is like fucking mind blowing to me, but whatever. Yeah. Like what they, they did it at uh blue Ridge last year. I think they shut down day one. There was a, a band from Michigan Heartsick had a, uh, had a generator and there was a tent. They went and set the generator up in the tent and bands were coming through and playing for all the fans. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. We just played. So we just played uh last what, two months ago. I don't know. I don't remember how, how long ago it was. We played the Mexico medical metal festival. It fucking rained cats and dogs the entire time. Hmm. And it was an outdoor festival. And Props to every band that played because every band fucking dealt with the rain, dealt with all that. And no, nobody pulled any rock star bullshit, which was great. And the fans were great. They sat out there in the fucking rain the whole fucking two days and got soaked. And And it wasn't a warm rain. It was cold. It was cold in Mexico. It was like 55 degrees. Oh, damn. 60 degrees. Just my luck. I wanted to get away from the cold weather and I go down to more cold weather. But... Not um, just cold, cold and wet. Right, yeah, but it was it was a great time, and all those bands put up, and I'll never forget. I was I was sitting in a, I was watching Cryptopsy play, and the rain was just coming down. I was out in the crowd actually getting soaked, and they put on a fucking hell of a show, man. Right on. You know, rain, rain, and everything. They put on a hell of a show and didn't stop. You know, and and that's that's cool as hell. That's how it should be. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's how it should be. That's really really good stuff you know yeah yeah i love hearing those stories that's you know i think that's why i brought up taylor swift because i like i heard that story i read that story and it's like shit yeah you know yeah, more people you know should what? be you like know what? madonna madonna somebody like madonna would have can't madonna in her prime not now like i can understand when you're 65 you got to be careful but madonna in her prime would have canceled it and screwed her fans oh yeah you know what i'm saying yep and she and Taylor Swift didn't, and that's cool. That's super cool. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I can respect that. All right. So, uh, do you guys have uh, any U.S. like tour planned coming this year? Nothing yet. We have a couple of regional runs. Like we have a run through New York in August. Then we have a little run from New York to the Milwaukee Metal Fest. That we're working on and then we'll see what happens cool but but um the fall is when those two but so we're kind of like again goes to the fact that we're all older and we have jobs and whatever we're trying to hold our keep our powder dry for for october and november where where these two bucket list items are supposed to happen because we'll be gone for a lot of that okay so that will probably if if it all goes well that'll probably take up most of the year for mm. us as far as taking time off you know? for sure yeah unless something you know somebody offers us a big tour i mean we'll take it but we don't have a new album out so who knows what's going to happen yeah well I'm, I'm excited to hear the new album I, uh... I'm, I'm i'm really pleased with it um it's a very personal album for me um there's a lot of songs in there that are that are directed directly at people in the industry without mentioning names. That's why it's called settle all scores. Um, so it's going to be fun. To, it's, it's going to be a very cathartic album for me. Okay. You know, um, and it's something I need to do because I don't know how many albums I have left. Sure. At my age. So I have to get this out. So get it out, get rid of that. It'll right. take a big weight off your shoulder. Right. Right. Be ready to to move on to album number eight. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, as long as my wrist still works and everything still works. Yeah, I might be seventy, but <laughs> be pushing it. Uh, be 
the Rolling Stones of death metal. Yeah. Well, you know, I, people say that, you know, it's funny you say that. I said, no, you should keep going, you know, go as far and long as you, well, the Rolling Stones don't live in a fucking van. Right. You know what I'm saying? They have beds to lay on. I don't, I don't, I, we still, we still can't do, we still can't do the basics with beds. You know, we do vans and, and, and it, honestly at 55 sitting in a seat and trying to sleep in a seat instead of paying money for hotels every night, just so you can make money. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks. It, it, yeah. It sucks. It sucks when you're in your twenties. It really sucks when you're in your fifties. Well, yeah. Cause yeah. even sleeping in your regular bed, you're like, you wake up, you're like, yeah, Hold right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have the most comfortable bed in the world. So I don't, Sometimes I wake up with a tweaked back, but generally I sleep well, but like a van. No. Yeah. That's like every night you're waking up going, Oh, Oh, yeah. It's just awful. It's just, it's just, it's painful. It's painful. It's honestly painful, you know? Oh, for sure. You And, And then I get home from tour and it's like, it's weeks until I can bounce back. It's a terrible hangover. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was younger, it was like, you know, I get back from tour and two days later I'd be, jumping up and down you know but when when you're 50 and i i do everything i can i work out i exercise but just age does what age is gonna do that's for sure you know yeah the body can only take so much you know especially when you're on stage giving it your all yeah i just say it's funny i read a uh, i read a post from rob barrett from cannibal corpse explaining why he doesn't headbang anymore and I'm like, I, I, and I'm older than him. And I'm like, I feel that man. Cause yeah. I can't, cause I had my, 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 the discs in the back of my neck are fucked up. I already once lost use of my, my left arm because of my discs. Uh, so I've got to be careful. I can't headbang. Still, I still do idiotic things like jump off stage and stuff like that, but can't headbang anymore. Just can't yeah. do it. I can't either. <laughs> not for those reasons i'm just i i uh who was it i went to a pit probably i don't know it's probably 13 or 14 years ago and and blew out my shoulder and that was the time that i knew okay no more getting in the pit yeah I, well i mean yeah man had rotator cuff surgery it was like oh, yeah yeah, yeah. The, it sucks it God, sucks i, I had rotator cuff surgery i had my right shoulder i had my right shoulder rebuilt which sucked hmm. I had bone spurs and and a torn rotator cuff and they did all kinds of, it sucked, but ugh. yeah, yeah that, that, the age thing stinks. That PT is no fun with the, with the shoulder. Oh, breaking, here. breaking all the scar tissue and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sucks. It's sucks. Miserable. Yeah. You yeah. Can't, but can't use it. Okay. I won't use it. Now you got to use it. Oh shit. It's stiff. <laughs> Like, is what we got to do brother we got to keep sure keep soldiering on you know so milwaukee metal fest that mm-hmm. that will be fun um oh, are yeah. you guys doing gonna do what like you're in new york so what like two dates no uh, i think i think we're doing uh i don't know the exact thing because i don't have it in front of me but it's like i know we're doing pittsburgh cleveland columbus and detroit okay that we're on i just don't know which is going towards and coming back right on well, uh, i'm excited i'm excited about that because we always have a great time in pittsburgh i love ohio i mean i have so many friends in ohio and and there's so many good bands in ohio uh, so i'm really looking at ohio shows and detroit's cool too i mean it's motor city i'm a i'm a i am a classic car nut yep so it's a big deal for me and um and detroit style pizza is awesome so for sure. Oh, I love Detroit. <laughs> I grew up in Detroit. I, I oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. I've not been there in probably, th- I mean, I've not lived there in like 30 years, but uh, wow. we're there uh, probably every, every month or two where we head up oh, to go. go see I friends went, so last time we played the Detroit area, we played in Hamtramck. Okay. At a uh, sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. Great place. But like for me, my car, my Barracuda was built in Hamtramck. Yeah. So I was like over the fucking moon being in Hamtramck. Over the moon. I had to go 
go see where Dodge, the Dodge main plant was, where my car was built and uh, just such a cool, and I, I can't wait to get back because it's like, I have such a connection to Detroit and the Detroit area because of my, my passion for cars, you know, Woodward Avenue, all those, all those areas in Detroit. Like I make my band drive on Woodward Avenue. I make, you know, I, and, and they're like, why are we driving? on? I'm like, this is the home of muscle cars. What are you talking about? You know? And they just, they not, you know, they're like, whatever. And then I have to show them all the ads of cars cruising out of it, you know? Oh yeah. It's just like, Take your thrill for me, man. Take you a trip for the uh the Woodward Dream Cruise. It's on my bucket list, man. That thing is Woodward Dream Cruise is on my bucket list. I hope I can go one day. Yeah, you I, will. I, I was lucky that I got to the a long time ago we played Detroit and I got to go to the Walter P. Chrysler Museum when it was open. And that was like me being a Chrysler guy. That was like heaven on earth for me. Yeah. There's uh uh, I think it's the Henry Ford museum is a really cool thing. If oh, I'd if like you, to check that out, if you I'm got time, football, but it doesn't matter. They've got uh, the Lincoln that, that JFK was shot in. Excellent. They've, they've got that there. Uh, I don't even know. It's been a few years since I've been there, but th just, it was so cool to be in there. There's so much history inside the yeah, building with yeah, the cars. That's, that's great, man. That's like, that is so up my wheelhouse. It's not even funny. You know, I mean, I'm just a, I'm a classic car nut. And when I retire from this band stuff, that's all I'm going to do is, is classic car stuff, work on my car and this and that, you know, go drag racing, this and that. That's, that's what I'm going to do. So There you go. Drag racing, have a big IB sticker on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, uh, I greatly appreciate you, you know, spending time tonight to, to chat with me so I can, I don't know, just learn about you and, and hopefully Absolutely, push some Thank more you. shit out. Uh, hopefully we can drive some more people to IB cause man, it'd be great to see you guys. The, the next album, like hitting first week go. Thank you, man. I, I hope so too. We'll see what happens, but uh, regardless, um, thank you for your time i really do appreciate it and uh just if you don't know who we are check us out we're all over youtube and every social thing and longtime fans just thank you for everything i owe everything we i say i because i found the band but but we owe you everything so right on well maybe i'll uh i'll hit up one of those shows in columbus cleveland or detroit and uh I've got some, I've got some pretty good bourbon at the house. I, I yeah, think let's enjoy. do it, brother. Let's For do sure. it. Sounds all right, good. dude. Have a great Thank night. Thank you so much. I appreciate all the yeah. time you spent. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. dude. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yep. Cheers.